The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, June the 1st, currently 5.03 on the East Coast. Here to handicap the games in the MLB for the Friday schedule. And joining me here to help me break it down, you guys know him as the voice of the NFL Gambling Podcast. And of course, you're on the MLB Gambling Podcast and the WNBA Gambling Podcast. It's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, how you feeling, my man? I'm feeling all right. It's a scorcher over here on the East Coast today, trying to get a tan. But other than that, uh, we're looking good for the lock. The under for the Rockies and D-backs looking good. Fish didn't get their uh, Padres. Final, their offense finally blew up after we talked about them yesterday, Munoff. But uh, overall, yeah. doing well. Glad to be with you boys today. Usually when you call someone out, the opposite happens the next day. So uh, maybe I'm going to have to write the one down, what you do today, and then bet on uh, <laughs> it to happen. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty good day for me as well. Both of my lock and dog have gotten over the line. Had them uh, had your Mets minus one and a half. Um, nice. Alvarez made a stupid throw uh, yeah. in the first inning. And it had me kind of nervous. But Max Scherzer continued to dominate again, as he has been since he returned from the suspension. That one got over the line. And then the Blue Jays took care of business early in that first inning. Had a 3 nothing lead and pretty much coasted the rest of the way. So hopefully we can find some more winners here. But also joining us here, you guys know him as the voice of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, maybe we'll bring him back for the MLB. We'll see how he does today. Uh, we'll see, it's man. it's Lante Otani. This guy just loves his names. What's going on, Lante? How you doing? No long time hey, no talk, my man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, since earlier. Uh, feeling good, man. My first time on. Uh, hopefully, can get out some winners. Um, I'm totally not as sharp as uh, on MLB as I am as I am in NBA, but still got some room for value here. So hopefully, we can get that done and get some winners on the diamond. Well, you're you're already at an advantage if you're already better than Malcolm. So uh, there you already have that. You're already up on the power rankings. <laughs> nah, man, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, yesterday's pod seven games only on the schedule because it's usually a getaway day in Thursdays, and then teams having days off. But Friday, brand new series starting. We have some uh, pretty good series for the weekend, so we'll handicap all of them. Um, just at the top, like we usually do, the teams that, or sorry, the games that don't have lines right now are going to be the two Sox games, the Red Sox and the Rays. Uh, no pitcher yet for the Red Sox as of our recording time right now. And then also for the White Sox, no pitcher for them as of um, 5 o'clock Eastern on Thursday. So, again, good reminder to check out all of our picks over on the on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash picks. And, gentlemen, let's just dive right into it. 15-game uh, schedule uh, in the MLB. First game on the board here. Let me get over to my odd screen. And we have. I started off with a 510 Eastern start. We have the Milwaukee Brewers. They are in Cincinnati to take on the Reds. Corbin Burns is getting the start here for the Brewers. And Brandon Williamson gets a start here for the Cincinnati Reds. Currently seeing the Brewers are a minus 180 uh, road favorite, plus 155 on the money line for the home puppies. Total set at 9.5, a uh, run line, minus 1.5, minus 120 for the 
Brewers and plus one and a half at even money for the Reds. D-Rock, lead us off, man. Yeah, going with the under. I see some tens out there on FanDuel, so shop around. I still like under nine and a half. You could get that. I know the Reds, they've been hot, uh, and I don't really blame anyone for taking a stab with them, but I need at least a plus 180 to be on the home puppy. I like the under a little better. I set my total at 9.2. Corbin Burns, he's kind of been, you know, up and down this season for whatever reason. Actually, ever since the second half of last season, but on the road, he's been much better than at home. Batters only hitting 200 off of him. Reds, they're kind of middle in the pack against righties. As for Brandon Williamson, this is his fourth start of the year, second at home. And the Reds have uh, they've won every game he started so far, and they've all been in shootouts. So the good thing is for us, the Brewers stink against lefties. They only hit 209 off of them. We also have winds blowing in. I know it is a hitter's ballpark, but I think 10, now that we've gotten up to 10, I think it's just a little too high. So going to be on the under here in this one. Ante, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm kind of agreeing with you on the under. Uh, I thought Burns, since, yeah, since the second half of last season, I don't know if he's – maybe lost some like uh confidence or or, or what but yeah he's been mm-hmm. uh missing on a few a few of his pitches that he was hitting on earlier on in uh last season so i, I think he still has an advantage against cincinnati i know uh, d-rock brought it up he pitches better on the road than he does at home so that's his advantage cincinnati's been feisty but i think burns uh coming off a couple of shaky starts i think he comes in and locks it down i probably would look at more so the team total for Cincinnati to go under rather than the full total because maybe the Brewers can um, can get to Williamson a little bit early. Uh, I know his ERA is a little bit over five, so uh, it just depends on, on how you feel about the total. I do agree with the under, but my stronger play would probably be on the uh, Cincinnati team total to go under. Yeah, I mean, Corbin Burns since the 2021 season uh, with a record against the Reds is 2-0 with a 2.36 ERA, 34 strikeouts and four appearances. And if you want to go all the way back in his entire career, he's fared pretty well against the Reds as well. Uh, 14 appearances. Um, and I only filtered it down since 2021. Is that because that's when he became an actual starter? Uh, for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. But overall in his career, he has a 2-1 and record with a 2.53 ERA, 56 strikeouts. So total of 42 and two-thirds innings pitch. He's only allowed uh, 12 earned runs in that span. So um, I want to get behind the Brewers here, but it just makes me nervous about, uh, like Dylan mentioned, that they haven't been very good against left-handed pitching. I believe they're bottom in the league in most of those statistical categories are offensive statistical categories against left-handed pitching. So I think under, I agree with you guys, this number it does seem a little bit inflated. So uh, under for me in this game as well. Uh, next game on the board. Let's go over to a 640 Eastern start. We got the Oakland A's. They are in Miami South Beach to take on the Miami Marlins. Hogan Harris is getting the start here for the Oakland A's and Edward Cabrera gets the start here for the Miami Marlins. Minus 200 are the Miami Marlins. Plus 170 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total set at 8.5 with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5 even money for the Marlins and plus 1.5 minus 120 for the Oakland A's. Lante, lead us off with this game, man. What do you got? Yeah, man, so I'm going with another under again. Uh, I think, obviously, we don't have to go into detail about how horrible Oakland and what they do on both sides of the on both sides of the but like in the field and the batter's box. So I won't go into depth on that. Uh, Cabrera's allowed uh, two runs in his last four home starts. Uh, so well, two runs in each of his last four home starts, I should say. He should have success against his lineup. Um, he's had five plus Ks in eight straight games. 
So I look for him to fan a lot of those uh, Oakland batters. Uh, they won two of three against Atlanta, uh, much because mm-hmm. I had Atlanta in the parlay, like both of those games, and of course they lost. But um, I like the under more than anything in the game. I just don't think Oakland will have the offense to uh, to get off on Cabrera as much as they would um, if they were at home, I would say. So uh, they're pretty much – you know, last in all the offensive categories. Miami is 28th in run scored, so I don't look for a lot of runs to be scored here. So I'm on the under. I think I see an eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half. Yeah, so I'll play the eight and a half under. Um, if you if you want to play Miami, I would play them early on. I would probably play the first five. Uh, I wouldn't lay it with the um, – I think it's like 175, 177 I see uh, on the screen right now. But more so, I would play the under as my stronger play and – Miami first five, uh, if you're interested in playing Miami on the side. Yeah, Miami's tops in a lot of uh, categories, offensive categories against left-handed pitching. Uh, over the yep. course of the season, they are number three in team batting average against left-handed pitching, number six in uh, on-base percentage, number seven in slugging percentage, number four in OPS, and WRC plus they are number five. So pretty much top five in a lot of those categories. So I think that's where they can probably take advantage here. I know Hogan uh, Harris had a great start against the Astros in his last game, five innings pitch, only one hit, didn't allow any earned runs. And against the Mets, he did get blown up in a third of an inning. He allowed six earned runs to the New York Mets, five walks in that game. So um, I do like the Marlins here. I would probably take him on the run line here. I know it's a hefty price of minus 200 on Edward Cabrera, but it's kind of telling when you have a minus 200 uh, favorite in the, the run lines at minus one and a half at about half that price at even money. So uh, Marlon's here for me. D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, I kind of agree with both of you. I'm going to take the agree under. I set my line at 8.1, so I don't think runs are going to be at a premium in this one. I see plus 105, so like like Munaf says, shop around. Uh, but to get that down from $2 to plus 105, I'll take a shot with the uh, fish on the run line. Edward Cabrera is just a much p- different pitcher at home than on the road. For starters, the Marlins have won three of his four starts at home this season, and his numbers are just better. You know, his walks are lower and we've always mentioned it throughout the season walks are an issue he's only given up eight runs and batters are hitting 222 off of him at home so i think the fish could score a bunch of runs off of harris like you said he did have a solid outing against the astros but in his last start he gave up six runs in half an inning to this met team and mets don't really score that much runs trust me i'm the harshest critic on the the Mets but you know if the Mets are scoring six runs in half an inning on you I I think the Marlins could score a bunch Uh, Marlins they hit almost 300 off of lefties I think the fish win big here so I'll take the fish on the run line all right uh before we continue the conversation here let me tell everyone about new sponsor on the sports gambling podcast network that is going to be edge boost edge boost is the world's first pay bet now pay later visa card edge currently offers up to 2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your favorite bet you like or even use to create an awesome middle opportunity or even a hedge opportunity. EdgeBoost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Do you know of a way to access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying interest? Look, I know this sounds too good to be true, but it's pre- it's it's legitimate. Uh Check them out, Edge Boost, and help support the SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys. Next game on the board. Let's go over to 
Uh, let's go over to the nation's capital, the Philadelphia Phillies. They are going to be visiting the Washington Nationals. Uh, currently seeing Zach Wheeler is going to get the start here for the Phillies. And uh, Josiah Gray gets the start here for the Washington Nationals. Minus 190 um, money line price for the Phillies. Plus 160 on the money line for the Nationals. Total set at 8.5 with a little bit of big towards the over run line. Minus 1.5, minus 115 for the Phillies. And plus 1.5, minus 105 for the Nationals. Uh, Lante, take us away. Yeah, man. Hey, look, I like uh, I like Zach Wheeler on the mound. He's coming off a great performance. He's playing 12 um, against the Braves, and the Braves are one of the best offensive teams uh, in the league. He threw eight scoreless against them, so the confidence is growing. Uh, would like to see their bats get a little bit more consistent, um, but I think Philly is going to blow them out here. I think they're they're coming out, they're coming in with knowing they have uh, the ace on the mound, uh, so they they're not, they're not going to be as reluctant to. Um, you know, swing at bad balls or do certain things. When it's a different mindset when the hitters know they have you know a pitcher who's caliber of to the caliber of Wheeler. So I think the bats get going here. I do like Josiah Gray. Um, he's been throwing less innings in the last two games though. He was averaging around like seven and a half innings over a, a six game stretch, but only five and four in his most recent outings. Because he, so he's been getting roughed up early. Um, and the Phillies, uh, you know, they've been inconsistent as of late, but I think they can get back on track against the Nationals here today. Um, the Nationals have given up five or more runs in five of the last seven games. So I think the Philly team total over is, is a great look here. I will look and play them on the run line also. D-Rock? Yeah, lean under nine. Uh, and I also lean the home puppy as well. I'm seeing plus 155 at home with JoJo Gray. I'll take that. I only made the Phillies a minus 150 favorite. You know, the Phillies, they just got swept by the Mets. They're not playing the best baseball. They've, what, scored three runs in the whole series. The bats have just gone cold for whatever reason. I'll take the better pitcher, in my opinion, with JoJo Gray at home. He's only allowed more than one run one time, and it was his first start of the year. But besides that game, he's been lights out at home. He usually keeps the Nationals in game. There's no way the Phillies should be this big of a favorite, in my opinion. Opinion. So I'll take I'll strictly bet in the number here. I'll take the home puppy in the Nationals. I also lean under as well. Uh, yeah, I'll, Josiah Gray has been really good, um, like Dylan mentioned, right? He's only allowed uh, more than two earned runs in one start so far this season, which came against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona. And the Nationals have won three of his last four starts. Now, historically against the Phillies, he has struggled. This dates back to 2021. He's one and two with a 5.40 ERA, 25 strikeouts and five appearances. And last season, he did have three appearances in um, against the Phillies, I should say, where he, in one start, he got blown up for six earned runs. He allowed four home runs in that game. And then the other two starts, he pitched 12 innings combined and only allowed two earned runs. So, I think there is some value here on the Nationals. I'll lean with the Nationals. Uh, I do like the under in this game as well, under eight and a half for me uh, for this game between the Phillies and the Nationals. All right, guys, next game on the board, we got the St. Louis Cardinals. Sorry, 705 Eastern Stars, St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Jack Flaherty gets to start here for the St. Louis Cardinals and Ronce Contreras gets to start for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Minus 135 on the money line for the Cardinals and plus 115 on the money line for the home puppy, the Pirates. Total set at 8.5 with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5 plus 120 for the Cardinals and plus 1.5 minus 140 for the Pirates. D-Rock, lead us off. 
Yeah, give me the over eight and a half in this one. Made my total 8.9. I think I like what I've seen from Jack Flaherty his last few starts. His uh, last four starts, he's gone 23 innings, only allowed seven runs, and the Cardinals have won all four of those games. He does need to keep the walks down. They can be an issue, uh, especially against a Padre, uh, Pirates team, excuse me, who do draw some walks. So another good time, uh, another good thing, excuse me, when Flaherty is on the mound, we tend to see shootouts. Eight of his nine starts. Starts this season have skied over the numbers. So when he's out there, we see shootouts. It's the same thing with Contreras at home. He gives up a ton of runs. Four of his last five starts at home have gone over the number. So I think both pitchers are good for a few runs here. I'm going to be on the over eight and a half. It's a little chalky at minus 120, but I still like it. Something. Yeah, I'm going to lean with the uh, with the home pup here in the Pirates. I've been a a somewhat firm believer or somewhat firm better on, on the Pirates throughout the whole season. Um, I read, I was reading earlier that they're going to get O'Neill Cruz back pretty soon. He was getting out of the walking boot, I think a few days ago. So he should be back. Uh, I'll ask you guys, do you think there's any value on him to win the division right now? I'm not seeing a, a large price, but I mean, you think with O'Neill coming back and Taylor pitching well, um, I, I think this might be a, a chance to get in on him. Uh, to win that division also i know it's off topic but just wanted to get you guys opinion on that um i know they start off red hot and they have regressed a little bit i'm trying yeah, to look at yeah. what their record has been over the last 20 or about 10 to 15 games but they're six and four no sorry four and six over the last 10 games i believe mm-hmm. um that division right now seems wide open right we thought uh, i is. think a lot of us did pick the cardinals to win this division but they've kind of gotten out of the gate really slow and that's kind of the beauty of baseball that you have 162 games that you could get off to a slow start but you can make up a lot of ground as the season kind of progresses you know through the months of june july and august so i think yeah. right now i think it's a great time to get on not only nl central division odds or any division odds that you that seem appealing to you because mm-hmm. now is that time where teams start making up ground where they are behind because these next couple months are really going to, you know, we'll see teams kind of separate themselves, the good from the bad. So, um, you know, I mean, if you're getting a nice, you know, plus price on it, I, I wouldn't mind putting a couple dollars on it, but I still feel like that St. Louis has another gear here. I think they will make mm-hmm. a trade. I think they always do for a pitcher. Yeah. 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 So um, I think my bet's still on the Cardinals here, but um, Dylan thought Dylan, you already yeah. gave right? Yeah, I gave it. But real quick, uh, I pl- I'm seeing at plus 900. Hante, I think it's worth a sprinkle. I mean, they're the them and the Cardinals are literally the only two teams in the uh, NL Central with a plus my a plus run differential. Right. So yep. plus 900. I don't think the Cubs will be in it. I, we we all know the Reds won't be. Brewers, I think, will tail off, and the Pirates don't. They're only a half a game out. Of right. That's all I'm saying. Right now. Yeah. So at plus 900 to have the fourth best odds. I think it is worth a sprinkle, but you're right. I do think the Cardinals will make a move. I do think they'll win the uh, NL Central, but at plus 200, I think there's no value in the Cardinals right now. Yeah, yeah. That, that was much I was, it was more so just number, just looking at the number and thinking, yeah. I mean, you're a half game back yeah. with those odds, you know. And, I mean, I know that St. Louis usually comes on later in the season. It's just, that, it's just what they do in, in that city. So, uh, but, yeah, I'm a fan of, of what they got going on. Um, in Pittsburgh with that team, uh, like you mentioned, D-Rock, they walk a lot. They get on base. They're uh, second in stolen bases when they get on base. So they're making, you know, they're making progress uh, with getting on the ba- getting on the bag. So I think a team like that with O'Neal coming back um, to bring a spark in that lineup and uh, his fielding also. So, yeah, I think it's worth a shot, man. I like at home uh, against Flaherty. 
Flaherty has actually been really good in his career against the Pirates. Nine and one with a two point five seven ERA, eighty four strikeouts in fifteen appearances. Um, and since twenty twenty two, let me filter it down because lineups and things like that change. He's one and zero. The ERA does go up to four point two zero. Um, it was really two starts early on last season. I'm sorry, two one start back in June fifteenth where he allowed three earned runs in three innings and then three earned runs in five innings. But the last two starts um, against the uh, Pirates, he did pretty well. Um, I'm sorry. So one was a start and one was a relief appearance, but I, I kind of agree. I think we might see some runs here. I don't hate the Cardinals team total over. You get all nine at bats with the road team here. Um, I'll definitely check the weather report for, for Pittsburgh, but um, yeah, I, I could get behind it uh, over in this game. If you had a force lane for me, I would probably look at the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in this game, but big series for both of these teams in the battle of the NL central division. Uh, all right, before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about two contests that are happening uh, over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Well, if you're going to listen to this on Friday, you're probably going to miss out. But uh, the NBA Finals, if you're watching live, uh, make sure to get in in that uh, prop contest series contest. I know myself, Lante, I'm sure D-Rock are all in there for the NBA Finals. And also the Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup starts on Saturday. So we have two contests going on in the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network. But you can only... Find it exclusively on the SGPN app. There's series props and game by game props. So make sure to go back into every uh, for every game and uh, check the new props because again those points are going to add up. So make sure you have the Sports Gambling Podcast Network app. Just go to the Google Play Store or the App Store. Just download the SGPN app. Hit that contest tab. You'll see both links in there to join the respective contests. Uh, Hundred dollar SGPN gift card uh, up for grabs for each of those contests. So again, make sure to download the SGPN app and enter today. All right, guys, let's uh, get over to the next game on the board. We will go over to let's go over hey, to we'll go. Boston. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was seeing uh, did I know we talked about the sock uh, um, the Red Sox already did. Uh, Garrett get pulled. I seen him listed on some, on some book. Whitlock, did he get pulled from the, um, from the um, yeah. Red Sox? Yeah, so this is a game we talked about at the top. I, I completely forgot. Um, I don't see a starter for them yet. Okay, so maybe, when I did, maybe when I did my notes earlier, I seen him listed. I think it was uh, Glass now versus uh, Whitlock, is what I saw. But yeah, maybe Latte, I mean, I saw him too, but then he got pulled. Yeah, okay, I thought yeah. so. Okay, that's okay. I just okay. want, I just want to be for sure. Okay. Yeah. So uh, since we really don't have a pitcher or we don't know the pitcher right now for the Red Sox, we can kind of skip over this game, Lante, unless you have any thoughts for it, if you want to add, but we can just move past it if you don't. Um, I mean, I just want to, I'm interested to see um, how Tyler pitches. I know he was really, he was really good in his, uh, his debut. Uh, I mean, he didn't get decision, but he, he pitched solid in, you know, in that debut, three runs on five hits, eight days over four and a third. Uh, I'm interested to see how they kind of bring him along and, Against the White Sox, I mean, against the, the Red Sox, it kind of, you know, they, they got swept by uh, by Tampa and Fenway back in April. Um, they raised two-plus runs in, in three of those four games. Uh, I, I think the offense for uh, Tampa is kind of going to get to the to the Red Sox, regardless of pitching. Um, Whitlock has pitched well, though. Uh, I think he's just coming back from an injury, missed a little bit over a month. Uh, he pitched well against Arizona. If I'm not mistaken, I think Arizona was his day he pitched against. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, I'm interested to see uh, Tyler come back and get back into his uh, well, what I thought was a pretty good uh, career for Tampa. Um, I think he if he can go, you know, five, five or six, that would be a win for um, Tampa. Yeah. 
Um, I know Tampa's offense kind of did struggle against the Cubs uh, in Wrigley Field, but Chicago, yeah, sorry, yeah. in Boston, I know um, the bullpen hasn't been very good, but the starters have actually been pretty good for the Red Sox. But um, yeah, this might be an opportunity where the race offense breaks out a little bit uh, in this series. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. It's going to be a, another 7-10 Eastern start. Toronto Blue Jays, they are headed to City Field to take on the New York Mets. Uh, Chris Bassett goes up against his former team in the Mets. Justin Verlander gets a start here for the New York Mets. Plus 115 on the money line for the Blue Jays. Minus 135 for the home team in the New York Mets. Total set at 8.5. Run line minus 1.5 plus 145 for the Mets. And plus 1.5 minus 170 for the uh, visiting team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Chris Bassett um, had a streak of scoreless or three starts where he had uh didn't give up any earned runs that was let's see 23 innings where he didn't allow any earned runs and that was about uh five starts ago where it started which was against the pirates the braves and the yankees pretty good offenses there and his last two starts on the road he has gotten uh torched a little bit his last start against the minnesota twins Four innings pitch, he allowed seven earned runs, two walks, two home runs, and then prior to that against the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, six and a third inning pitch, seven hits, he allowed two earned runs, six earned, uh, sorry, six runs overall, two of them were earned. He also gave up three home runs in that game to the Tampa Bay Rays, and now he goes up against the New York Mets, who I know aren't scoring a lot of runs, but they're still finding ways to win with their pitching. We saw it over the last two nights where they've, uh, actually last three nights where they swept the uh, division rival, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, Scherzer was phenomenal again on Thursday afternoon for this team. Now you have your second ace on the mound in Justin Verlander, who on the season thus far is 2-2 two and two with a 4.80 ERA. Uh, seems like he is struggling a little bit at City Field. He's 1-1 one one with a 4.85 ERA. His last start was against the Colorado Rockies in Colorado. Five innings pitch, he allowed six earned runs. I'm not sure how much we can take away from it because, again, it is Colorado in Coors Field. Um, but prior to that, he had a great outing against the uh, Guardians. And then prior to that, he gave up another six earned runs to the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. So for kind of following the pattern here for the Justin Verlander, it seems like he should have a pretty good outing here against the um, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I like the price here on Justin Verlander. I think we feel like we're getting a little bit of discount here at minus 135. I think Chris Bassett's struggles may continue here in City Field. Um, so I'm going to take the New York Mets in this game, minus 135 on the money ride. I'm on the money line here. Dylan, this is your team. What are you thinking? <sighs> you know what? A few days ago, I don't know if you remember, but I said the Mets are going to get swept. They wanted up sweeping the Phillies. So uh, <laughs> I think I should just continue to uh, stick to the totals and not bet because whenever I back them, they lose. When I fade them, they win. So let's go. Uh, let's go to the under. Uh, unders hit last three games, like you said, very low scoring series between the Phillies. Every game went under the total. Blue Jays, they're in a travel situation. Uh, bats may be a little tired. I, like you said, I think this could be a good spot for Verlander. It's kind of been up and down with the Mets so far this season. He'll have a good game, then he'll give up six runs in two of his last three games. So I'm banking on a solid start for him tomorrow against a good lineup in the Blue Jays. And, you know, I really thought on the other side, Chris Bassett, I really thought he turned things around in the month of May. And then last start, the Twins jumped all over him for seven runs and four innings. But, you know, outside of that start, he's been really locked in, pitching well for the Blue Jays. So I think we see a bounce back from both starters. I think we see another low-scoring game, maybe 4-2, 4-1 type of game. So I'm going to go under 8.5. I made my total 8.1. Monte. Yeah, I'm right along with D-Rock uh, with that. I mean, the Mets just 
I don't know uh, what they're going to have to do at the deadline, but they got to get some offense going. Uh, they're relying on uh, Scherzer and Verlander a lot. I mean, it's a lot to ask for. Both of those guys have to win and have to perform well with offense just struggling uh, like they do. I mean, I love to see it as a Yankee fan, but uh, oh, I feel no. as, as a Mets as a Met fan, I, I know it's tough to watch. But like, like both of you guys um, said, I think it's a good spot for the Mets and for Verlander in a bounce-back game. Uh, I think he'll perform well at home. Uh, I do – I mean, I'm a fan of Toronto, and I, I want to kind of turn it around. I got a, like, World Series uh, ticket on them, so I'm kind of hoping to turn it around. But hopefully not to not tomorrow in this game because I'll be all over the Mets and at under also. All right, let's get over to the next game on the board. Uh, it's going to be an 805 Eastern start battle of uh, AL West divisional teams this weekend. We got the Seattle Mariners. They are in Arlington to take on the Texas Rangers. Currently seeing Luis Castillo is going to get the start here for the Mariners, and John Gray gets a start here for the Texas Rangers. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Mariners are a minus 125 road favorite, plus 105 on the money line for the Texas Rangers. Total set at eight and a half. Little bit of Vic towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Mariners, and plus one and a half, minus 150 for the Texas Rangers. Uh, Lante, take us away. Yeah, man, I think Texas continues to get disrespected, man. Home dog. Uh, I, I know Castillo is, uh, he's got roughed up by Boston the last time out, uh, three home runs, which is the most he's allowed this year. Uh, I like John Gray. Uh, he's pitched well, he's pitched well um, on the road in Seattle back on May 5th. Uh, or May 8th, I'm sorry. He only gave up one run on, and four hits. A Texas offense has been awesome at home. They're averaging 7.2 uh, runs per game in their last six home games. Uh, 24 runs total in their last two home games, if you want to filter that out to current. Now, I don't know how much of that could be you know, taken serious of, by the opponent that they face, but I like Texas here, man. I mean, as long as John Gray can get us – where the bullpen of Texas doesn't have to do anything substantial because they do have a bottom 10 bullpen and Seattle has a top five bullpen ERA wise. So he great to go deep into this game to basically take some pressure off that bullpen. But I like Texas at home. Uh, I'm still kind of sour over the Yankees not getting Castillo. So uh, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Yeah. John Gray has been actually really good here for the um, Texas Rangers, at least over his last four starts. Uh, he's gone a combined, let's see here, 27 innings. Has only allowed three mm-hmm. earned runs in that span. And the Texas Rangers have won his last five starts, um, five straight starts, I should say, when John Gray's on the mound. For the five starts, they've won by a minimum of two runs, and they've put up at least uh, five runs in four of those five starts. So we know this offense is really good for the Texas Rangers when it is clicking. Um, and like I mentioned over his last three starts, a 0.90 ERA for John Gray, only allowed two earned runs. Um, has gotten a little bit of trouble uh, at home in Arlington, but I think that was in one st- or a couple starts against the Arizona Diamondbacks where he allowed four earned runs, and then against the Oakland A's of all teams where he allowed three earned runs. Um, he did face the Mariners in Seattle back on May 8th, which uh, I think, Lanta, you mentioned that, seven yep. innings, only allowed one earned run. And Luis Castillo, yeah, dominant at home. Uh, four and one with a 1.89 ERA, but on the road is where he's gotten into trouble. He's 0 and one with a 5.06 ERA. He's allowed 11, sorry, nine earned runs in just 16 innings pitch on the road. So I think I'm comfortable here with a Texas Rangers team total over. I also do like the uh, Texas Rangers on the money line here. I think, yeah, you're right, Lante. I think they're getting a little disrespected here. Uh, D Rock, what do you got? 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, earlier in the day, I saw the Rangers at a plus 110. Couldn't get there, but now I see plus 118, plus 120. I agree. I think it's just gotten a little too disrespectful as well. Uh, I like the home puppy. I also like the under eight and a half. It's a little juicy at minus 120, but I think it's worth it. I made my line 7.6. Got two stud pitchers going in Luis Castillo and John Gray. Castillo numbers aren't the worst on the road. He's had that one bad start against the Red Sox, but outside of that, all of his other starts on the road have been good. All the games have gone under the number as well. John Gray, Really good in May. 1.95 ERA in the month of May. Only seven runs given up in 32 innings. Walks are down, which you love to see. I just think we see a lower scoring game with these two pitchers on the mound. Both pitchers have seen both these lineups as well. And both of the games that they pitched against each other went under. In fact, the whole series went under the number as well. So I feel like eight and a half is too high. And I think plus 118, plus 120 is a little too disrespectful for John Gray. So I'll take the home puppy, and I also like the under. All right, next game on the board, a AL Central matchup between the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins. Aaron Savali is what I'm seeing, who's going to get the start here for the Cleveland Guardians, and then Bailey Ober gets the start here for the Minnesota Twins. Twins are a minus 140 home favorite, plus 120 on the money line for the Cleveland Guardians. Total set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half plus one forty for the twins and plus one and a half minus one sixty-five for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh this will be Aaron Savali's first start since I believe it was April 7th. Uh he believe he's uh been out with an injury. Uh has Aaron Savali trying to pull up his numbers here. I know it was only two starts, which were against both, I think, the Mariners. Uh, this season yeah so he's pitched a total of 12 and two-thirds innings uh, allowed four earned runs combined to the seattle mariners one win and one loss in those uh, games for the cleveland guardian so not really a lot of data to go off of i will pull up his numbers and how he's done against the uh division rival here minnesota twins but bailey Obrey gets to start here for the uh, minnesota twins uh looking at his numbers um where are where do they go? All right, here we go. Um, so far this season, Bailey over two, three and two with a two point six eight ERA. At home, he's one and two with a three point six two ERA, and on the road, he's really been dominant. But this is going to be a home start for him. Uh, Bailey Ober uh, against the Guardians in his career, he is. One and one with a 1.64 ERA, 18 strikeouts and four appearances. And this dates back to the 2021 season. Did have a start earlier this season against the Guardians in Cleveland. Seven shutout innings by uh, Bailey Ober. He only allowed three hits that game. He struck out six batters and only had one walk in that game. The uh, Twins did go on to win that game two to nothing. Um, Aaron Savali in his career against the Minnesota Twins. Give me a second here, Charles. I try to pull that up. Um, let's see. Against the Twins, he is one and four with a four point two zero ERA. Two starts last season, I believe. Uh, one definitely did result in a loss where the Twins won twelve to eight, and then the uh, other start, the Guardians also Guardians won that game six five. So they split last season. Both games did go over the total last year. Um, if I'm going to trust the Twins, it's going to be within those first five innings. I've said this multiple times throughout this week where I just don't trust his bullpen for the Minnesota Twins. So I think Bailey Ober is going to continue to pitch well for the uh, Minnesota Twins, especially against his Guardians team, who, let's face it, they're struggling to score runs again uh, this season. They really haven't done anything to address that. So I'm going to take the home team here, minus 140 with uh, Bailey Ober on the mound. Uh, again, take the first five innings. That's where my money's going to be at. But full game, gun to my head. I'm going to go with the uh, Minnesota Twins. Lante, what do you got? 
Yeah, I'll stay away from the side, but I wouldn't disagree with you. I, I'd rather take um, I'd rather take them early, the twins that is early on, than for, to have to rely on bullpen. But I'm gonna look at the under. Uh, I think both teams they met back in early May. Uh, three straight uh, three straight unders in that um, in that series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I see two zero, like you mentioned, uh, four three and two zero again. So I, I think we see much of the same here. I mean, familiar. Division foes, um, eight of the last ten for Cleveland have went under. Uh, six of the last ten have went under for uh, Minnesota. So I think we get a, a fight of a game, maybe a, a two-three or a three-one type of game here. So I, my main my main play would be the under. Um, maybe parlay the under and the uh, Twins uh, first five and get you a little plus price on that also. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm on the Twins here as well on the money line. I agree. I think the number is getting up there. I got them earlier in the day, minus 125, minus 140. That's the farthest I'd go. I did make them a minus 160 favorite. Simply put, I just think the Twins are a better team than the Guardians right now, especially in Minnesota. Twins 16 and 12 straight up at home this season. Guardians, they're under 500 on the road, 13 and 15 straight up. Twins took two or three from the Astros on the road. Now they're coming back home where they play much better. I just don't know what to expect from Aaron Savali. Like you said, he's only making his third start of the season. His first two were against the Mariners. Uh, One good start, one poor start. I kind of want to see a little more out of him after coming off of that IL. So I I agree. I want to see the number at first five money line or minus a half. But I agree it is getting up there, and I just expect it to even grow higher. So back to Twins in the first five. And I also agree with Lante on the under. I made my total 7.9. All right, next game on the board, 810 Eastern Star. The Colorado Rockies are going to travel to Kansas City. They're going to take on the Royals. Chase Anderson is going to get the start here for the Rockies. He was supposed to start on Thursday for the uh, Rockies, but I think Connor Siebold got the start there, and Chase Anderson got pushed back on the road here in Kansas City. Uh, Jordan Lyles, it's Jordan Lyles day, <laughs> uh, for the Kansas City Royals. They are a <laughs> minus-120 favorite. Even money for the Colorado Rockies. Total is set at nine with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 165 for the Rockies and plus one and a half minus 195 for the Kansas City Royals. I'll start by saying this. Anytime it's Jordan Lyles Day, I always put out the tweet that the, the year fee, if you're a yes or if you're first inning better, I think I think it's now 10 of 11 starts that Jordan Lyles has made have cashed on the year fee. There has been a run scored in that first inning. Um, I think his last start, he was pretty good for the Royals uh, up until I think it was the later innings where he got blown up. Uh, I think it was a fourth or fifth inning, but Mm -hmm. he's allowed at least four earned runs in. What is this? Golly. In every single start, I was, Oh my God. In every single start, except for one, which was against the Rangers back on April 17th. uh, He does give up his fair share of walks as well. Three straight starts where he's allowed three walks at least. Um, he also gives up the home run as well. And the Kansas City Royals have lost every single one of his starts that he has made this season. Um, so he's not uh, not very good, as I think, uh, putting it very nicely. Chase Anderson on the other side for the Colorado Rockies. He's been really good. We talked about him yesterday, so I'm not going to really regurgitate everything. But um, on the season, he has a 1.31 ERA, 10 strikeouts, 5 walks. Um, he started three games so far for the Rockies, which came against the, um, let's see here, the Mets, the Marlins, and the Reds. The Rockies have won three out of his five starts so far this season. I'm going to go with the Rockies here. I'm not betting on a on a 
pitcher that hasn't or the team hasn't won a single game that he has started in. He's prone to giving up runs. He's going to do it again. Bet on that Yurfi. It's 10 of 11 in the starts for Jordan Lyles. And also take a look at Colorado Rockies team total over in the first five innings. If that number's at two and a half, I'm going to be all over that number. So Rockies for me, Rockies team total over. And again, for you, Nerfy and Yurfi betters get on that pl- on that yes for the first inning here. Uh, Delonte, what do you got for this game? Yeah, man, I couldn't say it a bit of myself. What a disgusting game this is going to be. Um, <laughs> as, as a favorite, as a favorite on the season, Kansas City is one and uh, what is this? One and six, uh, twenty-one at home. So, I mean, all signs point to the Rockies here. I would probably just lean towards the the team total, like Moonoff mentioned. Um, Colorado's not road uh, nine and nineteen. Uh, they are five and five in the last uh, ten. So some positives to look at right there. I mean, going against Kansas City as a dog, I mean, kind of disrespectful. I mean, I'm interested to see what D-Rock has for his numbers, and I'm pretty sure he made Colorado a favorite. they got to be a small favorite here, right? Yeah, I made the Rockies a minus yeah, 120 it. favorite. I yeah, actually had it flipped. Um, yeah. <laughs> I won't spend too much time on this one, guys. Uh, give me the over. Give me the yes for runs first inning. Rockies team total. If it's at two and a half first five, that's just – they're, they're asking you. Yeah, it's just criminal at that point. Laos is just bad, and he's favored against the Rockies, who've actually been hitting the ball. And like Alante says, shown some positive uh, play. They're leading 3-2 right now against a very good Diamondback team. So I, I think there will be times to back Laos at like a crazy plus price. But laying minus 120 with him, he's like Amunov said, he's given up four or five runs in every one of his start besides the first one. Not to mention the Royals have lost every game he started. Chase Anderson, ever since coming over from Tampa, he's been all right. He's gone five innings and three straight starts, only allowing three runs in 15 innings. This will be his first start on the road with the Rockies, but I'm not too concerned. The Royals are only hitting 227 off of righties. I think the I think Lyles lets up a few runs in the first inning. I think we see a high-scoring game. So, yeah, I agree with everyone. And as I mentioned, that Rockies just hit a home run. So Rockies bats are, are producing right now. So Rockies team total, yes, runs first inning, just everything. Going to fade the Royals. He's allowed at least two home runs in seven – sorry, the – Seven, yeah, seven out of ten starts. At least two home runs he's allowed has Jordan Lyle. So, uh, yeah, definitely get all over the Rockies here. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board, we have a 8-10 Eastern start. We got the LA Angels. Uh, they are going to be in Houston. They're going to take on the Houston Astros. Uh, Shohei Otani gets to start here for the LA Angels. And Framber Valdez, who was supposed to go on Thursday, does get pushed back here to the Friday start for the Astros. This is going to be a nice uh, pitching matchup between Otani and Valdez. I'm currently seeing the Angels are a plus-115 uh, road underdog, minus-135 on the money line for the Houston Astros. Seven and a half is the total. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 165 for the Astros, and plus one and a half, minus 195 for the LA Angels. D-Rock, take us away. Yeah, the lines literally opened up maybe like 30 minutes, 40 minutes before we jumped on here, and I was able to get the Angels at a plus 130. I took that immediately with Otani on the mound. Uh, plus 115, I... 
it's a right around my number. I did make the Astros a minus 120 favorite. Maybe you want to look towards the Shohei uh, K-Prop. He does strike out a lot of batters. He did lose to the Astros uh, in the beginning of May, only 3-1, so it was a low, lower-scoring game. Not his best outing, but I think this could be a nice revenge spot for him. Uh, Frambo Valdez, like we mentioned yesterday, he's just 1-4 at home this season. He's good, and he really had a nice, strong outing against the Angels. Eight strikeouts and eight innings, uh, or 12 strikeouts, excuse me, in eight innings and uh just plus 115 plus 130 with Shohei on the mound I think it's kind of disrespectful uh so I'm gonna take a flyer with the Halos here as a dog Lante Otani what do you got yeah and look I, I don't want to bet against my 10th cousin but I'm probably gonna do it uh I think Valdez I think Valdez getting pushed back a day is gonna be beneficial um to him I think it's gonna help his uh his confidence velocity and just his location against Against the Halos, I mean, I didn't get 130, um, but I probably would have took like 125, uh, yeah. 130. I see 110, 115 right now. Um, I don't want to play the. I don't want to play Houston late. I want to rather get them early on while Valdez is, is still spinning. So I would look at the first five. Also, would look at a first five under. I think D. Rock brought it up as far as the. It was a three-two game the last time they played. Uh, I think I, I think we can see a, a one zero or even a, a tie game here. Um, if you can get, uh, let me look. I'm trying to get an updated number for the first. Uh, it's not even out yet. But if you can get somewhat of a, a solid number on the money line for Houston first five, I think that's a better look than the full game. Yeah, Valdez has had a lot of success again in his career against the uh, Angels. He's four and one. Uh, so this goes back to 2021, four and one with 3.14 ERA, 52 strikeouts and seven appearances. And I think we mentioned this yesterday on the show, Dylan, that Valdez has at least double digit strikeouts in two of his last three starts against the Angels, which includes this season on May 9th, where he did get a, uh, where the Astros did get a three to one victory against the Angels in LA. In that game, Valdez went eight innings, allowed only one earned run, which was a home run. Like I think Dylan uh, uh, mentioned yesterday, 12 strikeouts in that game. So, um, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Astros here. I think that anytime I see Otani on the mound, he's a guy that I want to back when he's at home. He does struggle a little bit on the road, but again, the numbers are still really good for Otani uh, on the road. But I think that you know, like Lante mentioned, getting Valdez an extra day off, I think that just is only going to help him in this game. So uh, I'm gonna take the Astros here minus 135 on the money line uh, against Shohei Otani and the LA Angels. Uh, next game on the board, guys, going to be a 940 Eastern start. We've got the Chicago Cubs. They are in San Diego to take on the Padres. Jamison Tyone gets a start here for the Chicago Cubs, and Michael Walker gets a start here for the San Diego Padres. Plus 135 on the money line for the visiting team, the Cubs, and minus 155 home favorites for the Padres. Eight and a half is a total with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line, plus one and a half, minus 150 for the Cubbies, and minus one and a half. Plus 130 for the San Diego Padres. Um, I'll lead it off here, man. This one's pretty simple. I mean, Jamison Tyone has been absolutely atrocious for the uh, Chicago Cubs. You kind of just take a look at his numbers and the record so far this season. Like Jordan Lyles, the Chicago Cubs have lost every single one of uh, every single one of Jamison Tyone starts. In nine starts, they are 0-9 in those games. And a lot of those games have flown over the total. Over his last four starts, he's allowed at least four earned runs in every single one of those starts. And each one of those starts has seen at least 10 runs combined in those games. And each of the opposition has scored uh, at least six runs, six by the Cardinals, six by the Astros, 12 by the Phillies, and eight by the uh, uh, Cincinnati Reds. 
um, on the season, 0-3 with a 0. Uh, 8, sorry, 8.04 ERA. And on the road, he's 0-1 with a 7.80 ERA. 15 innings pitch in those games. He's allowed 13 earned runs in those spots on the road. Uh, Michael Walker, on the other hand, has been absolutely um, fantastic so far for the San Diego Padres. Thus far this season, he's 5-1 with a 3.45 ERA at home, 3-1 with a 3.38 ERA, 11 earned runs allowed in 29 and two or 29 and one-thirds innings pitched. His last start or his last uh, five starts, he's been absolutely brilliant. But over his last three starts, he's 2-0 with a .90 ERA, 20 innings pitched, and only allowed two earned runs in that span. So this one's pretty simple for me. I like the Padres here. Um, the bats do concern me, but I know they broke out a little bit in Miami. So hopefully they can carry that momentum going back into San Diego. I know it's a long road trip from Miami to San Diego, but if this was any other pitcher on the mound for the Cubs, I would be on the Cubs. But for a team that hasn't won any of his starts, Jameson Tyone has been absolutely atrocious. I'm going to take the San Diego Padres minus one and a half plus 130 on the run line here. Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Jameson's been horrible, um, which is good to see. Now he he left the Yankees, so I'm glad he's being horrible for somebody else. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I don't think like the Cubs, 9-15, uh, ATS on the road, uh, four and five in the last nine. I think you highlighted it perfectly uh, with the tie on splits. Like you said, San Diego, I was listening to you guys yesterday, and uh, it was kind of the, like, is like is San Diego going to wake up today? or Well, I, I guess it would be it would be tomorrow when you said it, but you get what I'm saying. Like, would the bats wake up? I mean, they came alive today, uh, 10 runs, if I'm not mistaken, unless they scored uh, while I wasn't looking. But, yeah, I think they carried that momentum over. Uh, jump on that first five team total over for San Diego because yeah. Jamison is likely to like lose. He, he'll lose it, and they'll yeah. get they'll get going. And once San Diego gets going, it's hard to get, it's hard to stop them. So I would I'm with you on on San Diego. I would also love to play the team total over in the first five. Yes, sir. Uh, D Rock, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go under eight and a half here. Uh, I can't lay this big of a number with the Padres. Uh, I only made him a minus one forty favorite. Uh, I don't want to back tie on either. So I lean first five uh, under. I lean full game under. The Cubs have lost every start Tyon has made this season, and teams are six and two on the run line when Tyon is on the mound. Never goes past the fifth inning and usually gives up four or five runs uh, per start at home or on the road. Six of his eight starts have gone over the total as well. So, you know, Joe Musgrove, on the other hand, over a seven ERA at home. He's gotten lit up four runs to the Red Sox, seven runs to the Giants. He did have a good outing against the Dodgers, but I don't trust either pitcher. I want to clarify. I meant to say first five over. So give me the first five over. Um, One shout out Gary Sanchez hit a home run today. He's being passed around like I don't even know a good analogy, but he's being passed around. But uh, he finally broke. He helped that offense break out. And I got a question for both of you. How, I, the books that I use, I can't get first five team totals. Do you guys use offshore accounts? Uh, I am in Texas, so you do the math. <laughs> well, I, I'm in uh, I'm in North Carolina, where uh, obviously sports betting is legal, but it's not like mobile. Like it's only you have to go to a location, and uh, the horror casino is like four hours away. So basically, I'm like thirty minutes from Virginia. So I just drive up, like I can just okay. get on the apps and start firing. But um, yeah, offshore offshores usually are better with uh, baseball team totals. Uh, in the first five, but you can get them at. I think, um, you can get them on offshore accounts for sure. 
I think yeah, Bet Online and like Bovada yeah. should have them. Yeah. Also, I think it's some. Um, I think Bet Rivers uh, points bet should have um, team total first five team totals also, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I just got to find a better book. Or Munaf, you let me know the number of your bookie. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep, we can connect, we can connect offline about that. Um, anything else for this game, guys? No. Uh, nope. All right. Um, so already I mentioned that we had skipped over the White Sox game because no pitcher for them yet. So uh, we got two games left here on the board. Uh, let's go over to the uh, Atlanta Braves. They are going to head to the desert to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Charlie Morton gets to start here for the Braves, uh, and Merrill Kelly is on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Minus one thirty road favorites here for the uh, sorry for the Atlanta Braves, and plus one ten on the money line for the uh, home puppy here, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total set at nine with a little bit of vig towards the over at minus one twenty. Run line minus one and a half, plus one thirty for the Braves, and plus one and a half, minus one fifty for the Arizona Diamondbacks. D Rock, take us away. Yeah, I really wanted to take the D-backs at a plus price at home, but my numbers did make the Braves a minus 130 favorite, and I don't know if we'll be able to get to a plus 130 with the Snakes, but I do like the under 9 at even money I'm seeing, so uh, I made my total 8.3. Merrick Kelly has been great this month. Outside of that one game at home against the Marlins where he gave up four runs, they did lose that game, but outside of that, He's only allowed two or more runs one time in his last five starts. I think he'll be able to limit the Braves team who don't necessarily hit righties all that well. 237 on the year. Braves offense kind of slumping right now. They lost the series to the A's, which I did not think was possible. Uh, They only scored seven runs in those three games. A's scored 11. So D-backs at home this season, 12 and 16 toward the under. I think we see a 4-2, maybe 4-3 type game. So give me the under, especially at even money. Yeah, Merrill Kelly has actually been uh, really good over his last couple of starts here, and actually throughout the season. I'm trying to actually put up his numbers, but six and three on the season, two point eight three ERA, sixty nine strikeouts to twenty five walks. Last five games, he's four and zero with a two point five nine ERA, thirty one and one third innings pitch. He's only allowed nine earned runs in that span. So, and the Arizona Diamondbacks have won four of his last five starts. He's had at least nine strikeouts in three of his last five games as well. Uh, just did really have one bad start in that span, which was against the um, uh, Miami Marlins back on May 10th. But other than that, he's been really solid for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. And against the Braves in his career, uh, he is 0-2 with a 4.05 ERA. And for whatever reason, this past uh, early in the week, the Atlanta Braves offense was just anemic uh, against the Oakland A's uh, when they, the pitching rotation that is the worst in the league. The bullpen isn't very good either. They weren't able to score more than four runs in any of the games. They did get that 4-2 to victory in the last game of the series to salvage and not getting swept by the worst team in the league, but um, I think, yeah, we do see a pitcher's duel here uh, between these two teams. I can get behind the under here. Um, I'm gonna take. I'll take a shot with the underdogs here, the Arizona Diamondbacks. That they've kind of been our darling on the podcast this season. They're they're our adopted team this season on the MLB Gambling Podcast. So I'll take the Diamondbacks here at the plus price. Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, give me the fighting Rand Johnsons at a plus price. Uh, they're one of the better ATS ATS teams in the league. Uh, the seventh, they've covered seven of the last uh, ten, uh, eighteen and twelve at home. Uh, they really will as an underdog, seventeen and fifteen. Uh, and the Braves, like you mentioned, I mean, the offense just didn't have it in Oakland for whatever reason. I'm not sure if there is a valid reason to not have it against the Oakland A's, which is probably – they should, probably should be relegated to the Little League World Series. But, I mean, they're four and six in the last – four and six in the last team. I think D-Rock brought up a great point um, when he was when he was talking about how their bats are just not – 
they're not getting to, to where they need to be or where they were earlier in the season. Still to be respected, but I, I like Arizona at home here. Um, like you guys both mentioned, I mean, Kelly's been awesome uh, outside of that one hiccup he had. So uh, give me the home team. Um, uh, what are they, plus one? I don't know. If the, uh, plus I see one, plus 10 on DraftKings. Yeah, plus okay. one ten. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take I'll take this like uh, plus money dog at home. All right, two games left on the board here. Penn ultimate game between the probably the uh, series of the weekend. It is yeah the New York Yankees. They are in oh, LA yeah. to take on the Dodgers. I'm seeing Luis Severino is going to get the start here for the New York Yankees, and Clayton Kershaw gets to start here for the LA Dodgers. Plus 120 on the money line for the New York Yankees and minus 140 on the money line for the LA Dodgers. Total set at eight and a half with a little bit of big towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 145 for the Dodgers and plus one and a half minus 170 for the New York Yankees. Dylan, take us away. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Dodgers here at home. Uh, I got them earlier like uh, like I do a lot of these. I make my bets usually early in the day. Uh, I got it at minus 125. Made him a minus one forty five favorite. They're at minus one forty. That's the that's the highest I'd take the Dodgers here. But Kershaw at home this season, he's been fantastic. Three and one on the year, one point one three ERA. Only three runs given up in twenty four innings. Batters only hitting one ninety four off of him. One eighty four, excuse me. And I I just think this is a generous price we're getting with the much better pitcher at home where he's been dominant. Luis Severino, he has looked good in his return. This is going to be his third start, but. I can make the argument he hasn't been it hasn't been against the best lineup. So I do think the Dodgers will be a much bigger test at home. I think we see a lower type game. I like the under eight and a half. I made my total eight point one. But at at home, I think the Dodgers edge out a close one against the Yankees. So give me the Dodgers and I lean under as well. Yeah, Severino second or uh this will be a third start um, third start um, uh the season. Uh, is what I'm trying to say. He's pitched against the Cincinnati Reds and then also against the Padres in his last start, which was back on May 27th. He's gone uh, four and two-thirds innings in one start and then six and two-thirds innings for the uh, other start against the Padres. So it seems like they're trying to keep his pitches maybe around 80. Maybe uh, Lante does more because he is the uh, Yankees fan. But um, Yankees have struggled against left-handed pitching thus far this season. And the numbers are kind of up and down, but you take a look at team batting average. They're number 28 out of 30 teams against left-handed pitching on base percentage does go up a little bit to minus, sorry, to 14th in the league slugging against left-handed pitching. It drops down to number 22. So kind of up and down in the WRC plus uh, they are number 16. So right around league average against left-handed pitching, but you know, like Dylan mentioned, Clayton Kershaw has been really good thus far this season. I mean, he looks like he's in Cy Young form right now for the Dodgers, honestly, um, back-to-back starts, he did allow four earned runs um, to the opposition, which were on the road. But this has been another pitcher that's been really good at home for the Dodgers, three and one with a one point one two ERA. So I'll take the Dodgers here on the money line. Um, I still like it at minus one forty. I, I would still lay that minus one forty price with the Dodgers here with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Your Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I can see this game going both ways. I can see, uh, I can see a shootout where everybody is. Where everybody is, you know, the bats are working. I can also see a, uh, a game playing out where um, Sevy and, and Kershaw just are unhittable. And like both of you guys mentioned, uh, Kershaw has been awesome against the Yankees in his career. If I don't got the numbers in front of me. Um, maybe I should have had those in front of me to, to make a better case. But just for, just as a Yankees fan, I remember him just being dominant against us, uh, whether that would be at home or 
uh, in Yankee Stadium. But I think I think I'm going to lean with the Dodgers here. Uh, the Seattle game kind of it kind of worried me. We go from ten runs and back to back games to just nothing to not being able to do anything, and that's kind of concerning to me. Uh, left hand pitchers do give uh, the Yankees problems, like you like you both of you guys mentioned. So I'm going to lean with uh, the Dodgers here. I'm also going to go with the over. I think it's go. I think it'll be run scored. Um, eight of the last ten for the Dodgers have went over. Uh, fourteen of tw- fourteen of the twenty seven road games have went over for um, the Yankees. So I think we see some runs here. But like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, you know I could see a three four type of game or I could see a nine eight type of game. All right, last game on the board. Uh, it's going to be the Baltimore Orioles. They are in San Francisco to take on the Giants. And Dean Creamer is going to get the start here for the Baltimore Orioles. And Logan Webb gets the start here for the San Francisco Giants. Orioles are plus 130 on the money line, minus 150 for the home uh, team here, uh, the San Francisco Giants. Total set at eight, a little bit of big towards the under. Run line minus one and a half, plus 135 for the Giants, and plus one and a half, minus 155 for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Dean Kramer, so far this season, five and two with a 4.58 ERA on the road, two and one with a 4.15 ERA. Perfect five and zero at night uh, so far this season with a 3.15 ERA. He is coming off of a loss against the Texas Rangers where he did go six and a third inning, allowed three earned runs, two walks in that game. He did strike out uh, five batters in that game. The Orioles have did win four of his last five previous starts, um, and the only loss, like I mentioned, was against the Rangers in his last start. Logan Webb takes the ball here for the San Francisco Giants, and he's been absolutely fantastic. He got off to a little bit of a rough start within the first three starts uh, this season, but since then he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of his starts. So at least uh, over the last four starts, he's allowed a combined three earned runs in 20 innings pitched for the San Francisco Giants, and he's actually been really good. The only problem is that he's not getting the run support. Um, kind of take a look at some of the final scores over the last three games, a 2-1 loss of the Diamondbacks, one nothing loss of the Marlins, and a 3-1 victory for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. So over his last three starts, the Giants have only provided four runs of support to uh, Logan Webb, but you know, we talked about this a lot last season, the previous season, um, that Logan Webb has been a guy that you want to back at home. He's 19 and 12 uh, with a 2.84 ERA, 252 strikeouts and 45 career appearances for the Giants at home. So um, I'm going to take the Giants here. I may look at a strikeout prop for Logan Webb um, against the Orioles, but I do like the uh, Giants in this game with Logan Webb at home. So I may entertain the price of the minus one and a half at plus 135 as well. Also do like the under in this game. Again, this might be one of those those scrap it eye type of games where it's like a three nothing, three one type of victory for you for the Giants. So run line for me here for the San Francisco Giants minus one and a half. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna be on the other side in this one. I'm gonna actually gonna take the birds. Uh plus one thirty-five. I got I still like it at a plus one thirty. I only made the Giants a minus one thirty favorite Dean Craner. It's kind of started the season a little so, but he has picked up in the last month of May. I want to see if it can continue into the month of June. He's five and two on the year. And Orioles do win most of his starts. Giant coming off two straight losses to the Buckos. Orioles 18 and nine straight up on the road this season. I just like the value here with the birds. I think they are a better hitting team. I would be careful betting on the uh, total. We do have 10 mile an hour winds blowing out, but um, 
I don't know. I just think at plus 130, getting the birds in a much better lineup, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not really high on Webb either. That's my issue. So I'm going to take the other side. I'm going to take the Orioles here. All right. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, honestly, I was going to be on um, on the total to go over until until you just said that. I was just looking at the at the weather report. I see the winds. Uh, 21 of the 20... 21 of the 27 games, road games for uh, Baltimore has went over. Uh, full disclosure, I have no idea what to do with either of these teams. I was betting on San Francisco early in the season. I don't know if you guys remember, but they it seemed like they were blowing every lead that they had at one time like for like two weeks straight. And I'm telling you, I was on every single game that they blew. <laughs> then flip it back over to Baltimore, I was on them. And it seemed like they couldn't get – they were they went from like – mashing the ball to not being able to get on base. So I have no idea what to do with either of these teams. Probably it'll be a pass. Uh, my favorite look was going to be the total until uh, D-Rock hurt my feelings with that 10 miles per hour wind. Um, I would look at a Logan K-Prop. I think that's a good look by you, Munaf. Uh, he's been extremely valuable at home. Um, maybe some Adley uh, total base props also, because uh, I think he'll be able to get to – I think he'll be able to get to Logan – in certain spots, um, depending on where, depending on the lineup and everything, how everything shakes out. But yeah, I'm leaning to the, uh, I'm leaning to the Orioles here, but nothing's shown. All right. Last game. That was for the Friday schedule, 15 games. Uh, again, we were missing pitchers for just a white Sox game, um, and the red Sox. So again, like I mentioned, um, Joe, if we do have picks for this game, it will be on the website. On sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MOE picks. One order of business left here, gentlemen. That is going to be our lock and dog for the Friday schedule. Uh, D Rock, why don't you kick us off? All right. We will start with my lock and we'll go back to the second or first game we talked about between the A's and Marlins. Give me the Marlins on the run line. Uh, you can actually still get it at a plus price, plus 105. I see even money out there. Uh, I just think Edward Cabrera is just a much bit different pitcher at home than on the road. Um, and batters are only hitting 222 off of him. I think they, they demolish Hogan Harris. Uh, Marlins, they crush left-handed pitching as well. Uh, 299, almost 300 on the season so i think the fish win comfortably here at home so as my lock i am going to take the marlins on the run line and as my dog i did have a few home puppies i liked uh but let's go to the nation's capital let's go to dc i'll, I'll take the nationals i'll take a stab at them philly's not looking good uh right now they just got swept by the mets and their bats their bats kind of have gone cold a little bit um and i just think jojo gray will continue to have his dominant stretch at home he hasn't allowed more than one run and besides that one star at home he's been lights out so I, i'm gonna go with the plus price here with the nationals at home as my dog all right uh lante what do you got lock and dog yeah man so i'm gonna go with actually a dog for my lock and i'm gonna go with the texas rangers man plus money at home where they absolutely have been killing it 24 runs in the last two games um averaging about seven per game uh, in their last six home games so i think that you know john gray has to go Six, maybe six and a third. Oh, I mean, six and yeah, six and a third, maybe, uh, to get them in a good position where they won't have to rely on the bullpen a lot. Because, like I said, in the in the handicap, I think they have one of the worst bullpens, at least a bottom 10 bullpen ERA wise, uh, in the MLB. 
So I think the offense will get to Castillo, maybe not right away, but maybe like within that third or fourth inning, you see the Texas bats start working uh, second time through the lineup. So give me Texas as my lock at home. You can get plus, if you shop around, you can get like plus 113, 114-ish um, for that. And for my dog, I'm going to go with uh, another home dog. Man, I'm going with uh, the Snakes, plus 110 on the money line at home. Uh, I think Atlanta's bat struggles might come back to haunt them in this game. Like we mentioned Kelly playing well at home. So I think he pitches a, a gym and he gets the outright win for uh, for the Snakes here at home. All right. Love it. All right. Uh, for my lock, um, I actually have two plus prices again like yesterday. So for my lock, uh, let me give you the bigger dog. I'll save that for my dog. Let me see which one's the bigger price. Uh, okay. So for my lock, I'm going to take the St. Louis Cardinals on the run line. Minus one and a half, plus 120 against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jack Flaherty, it seems like he's found some form here um, as of late. At least over his last four starts, he's been really good. Uh, his last three starts, he's 1-0 with a 1.93 ERA, 18 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, he's only allowed four earned runs in that span, 19 strikeouts. The walks are a little bit of a concern for him. Um, has it as they have been all season long, but I think that he can kind of get that under control against the Pirates team. Um, on the other side, Contreras over his last five starts, he's 0 and 5, sorry, 0 and 3 with a 5.18 ERA. And the um, the Pirates have lost his last five starts, all, all five starts have come by at least two or more runs. Um, if you kind of go back and look at the game log, I'm not going to read out all the numbers, but they have lost each of those last five starts by two runs minimum strikeouts. And the walks ratio isn't very good for him either. 36 strikeouts to 23 walks for Contreras. So I think the Cardinals bats should be able to get to him as well. Nothing Flaherty will continue his success against the pirates in his career. Like I said, nine and one with a 2.57 ERA. I know recently he hasn't been very good, but I think that the momentum he has right now, at least over his last four starts, he can uh, pitch well against the pirates. Uh, and then for my dog, I'm going to fade um, Jameson Tyone, man. A pitcher that, or a team that hasn't won any of his starts thus far this season. Uh, and I think that with Michael Walk on the mound, I think that he can have success as well. This is going to be the game where we should see the Pirates offense uh, break out. I know we saw it against the Marlins. Hopefully they're able to carry that con- the momentum back home in San Diego against the Cubs and especially against Jameson Tyone. So at minus one and a half plus 130, I'm going to take that uh, Padres as my dog of the day. All right, gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, Dylan, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, buddy? Uh, no, uh, I love how we all went with uh, plus money for our locks and dog. You know, it's yeah. like that uh, meme with Paul Rudd. Hey, look at us. <laughs> you know, I love yeah. that. Um, but yeah, no, go over, check on the WNBA podcast. Uh, full slate. We only got one game tonight, but four games tomorrow. So go over and check that out. And yeah, uh, guys, have a good weekend and good luck. Rate, re- review, and subscribe. Yep. Want to anything else? No, nah, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, good luck to everybody out there. And I think Dylan said it best. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Get those numbers up for us. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Make sure to follow the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast account at MLB SGPN. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already to the MLB Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button for us before you guys get out of here. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Rock with 2Ks, R-O-C-K-K-24. Follow Lante on Twitter 
at XX. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll be back tomorrow with our Turbo episode, Lock, Dog, and Total, and we'll uh, discuss another d- uh, division future as part of as our future Fridays uh, episodes on Friday. So I'll be back with uh, someone uh, tomorrow, but look out for that. Usual time, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, good luck with your bets, guys. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>